Hello and welcome to Lawrence Forking, Kansas, the podcast about the people and the stories behind the local food you love. I'm Jake. And I'm Kristen. And today we're interviewing Sophie Tate and Emily Lyson from the Lawrence Farmer's Market. Today we're talking with market manager Sophie Tate and director of development Emily Lyson from the Lawrence Farmers Market. Sophie and Emily, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks. So, for anyone in Lawrence who you know hasn't been to the Lawrence Farmers Market, um, you know it's just it's a great collection of, of all different uh, you know produce grown from you know farmers in the area, you know things made from people in the area. It's just uh, I don't even know. You guys have been around for, for many, many years, and um, it happens on Saturday morning, and then you now even have a Tuesday evening um, market. And yeah, it's just a, it's a great experience, and it's perfect for the spring and summer and fall weather. We, we love it. Um, so yeah, just uh, it's, it, can, it can just be a great outing there. Get your breakfast, coffee, Everything you can need for the week, you can get there at the farmer's market. So it's really exciting to have you both of you on. Uh, we're really uh, looking forward to April 10th as your opening day. So, uh, yeah, ready to get out there, see some, uh, you know, get some get some fresh produce. So, so yeah, really excited to kind of hear about that and, uh, you know, get ready for the new season. Um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Are you both from Lawrence originally? So I uh, grew up like... I'm, I'm in the Pinckney neighborhood, hmm. so I grew up in De- in Old West Lawrence and um, walked to the market with my parents every Saturday. Hmm. Um, I went to Pinckney, I went to Central Junior High, and then to Free State. So, long-time Lawrencean and market supporter. How about you, Emily? I am also originally from Lawrence, uh, and I grew up, moved away for college, and have kind of been back and forth ever since. Um, And yeah, I've just moved back uh, to kind of reestablish myself. But yeah, I grew up going to the market with my parents as well and also went to Free State High School. But uh, yeah, so I'm really really excited to be back here in Lawrence. Yeah. So so what is that? And I guess for... For you, Sophie, what, how how did you find your way to being the market manager at, um, at at the farmers market? So I think that this would start with like always being interested in food and loving cooking and eating. Primarily are the two big ones. I'm not as much of a farmer and grower like mm-hmm. Emily, but I love cooking. I love eating, and so everything I ever wrote about when I was at school was about food. I studied economics, but. of my papers were like, how does economics and permaculture go together (laughs) or things like this? And then I studied public health and found that that was a really great way into talking about community health and um, sort of this social determinants of health and how a market can really contribute to really great community health. So... Yeah, I was so excited when I saw that they were hiring for a market manager. So what about you, Emily? It sounds like you kind of picked up a bunch of different experiences across the country here. And... Uh, yeah, definitely. So um, I've been working in and around food since I graduated college, um, you know, as a farmer, a gardener, a cook, and an educator. Um, so yeah, so I, let's see, I worked on an organic cherry farm and then went and woofed throughout Australia, came back to Kansas and studied permaculture and worked on farms here. And then I 
uh, worked at Local Burger and the Merck and just became, you know, really obsessed with growing food. Um, I studied originally ecology and kind of got burnt out really quickly right after college with that and then switched over to food. And um, yeah, just I'm really like uh, into community in general, like lived in many community houses and worked at community gardens and tons of nonprofits. And when I was moving back to Lawrence, I actually applied for the market manager position and they offered me the position I have now, which I didn't even know existed. And so this is a grant funded position uh, that's brand new. And I started in January and Sophie started in February. So we're we're very new and kind of just revitalizing the the whole program and ramping this back up to, you know, hopefully have a kind of post-COVID market eventually. Yeah. Wow. That's a big deal to be part of, you know, kind of reshaping something that's been around in the Lawrence community for a long time. That's so exciting. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's um yeah, it's, you know, it's a pleasure to help, you know, build up Lawrence and the, you know, to pay a more stable food system. Because how long has the farmer's market been around? Quite a while. So we've been... Uh, in continuous operation since 1976. Whoa. So, uh, 45 years. Yeah. That's amazing. It's very exciting. We are the longest running farmer's market in Kansas. That's wow. Um, so we were the first. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it doesn't really surprise me, you know, given that it's in Lawrence, but it's still really impressive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, Given how big the state is, but yeah, that's awesome. That's, um, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to hear, you know, I, I guess, yeah, that's the, that's the big thing, you know, obviously last year, uh, you know, probably it put a big hamper on a lot of the things that, you know, is normal at, at the farmer's market. Um, kind of what changes had to be made last year and what do you think is going to, how do you think it's going to go this year? I'm sure it's going to change month to month, but what, what's at least your starting, uh, starting, uh, approach. So I can talk for sure about the vendor side. We had, uh, social distancing between the customers and the vendors with multiple tables in between so that we could get six feet of distance between the customers and vendors. We asked vendors not to put out as many products because we wanted to keep things in store so that not as many things were getting breathed on and touched. And we parked cars in the parking spaces between each stall to keep six, you know, well, well over six feet, really, mm-hmm. between each vendor. And there was hand sanitizer at the front. Um, and that's actually even when we had the physical market open for a little bit of time. Um, right there in the beginning, we adapted a mobile app and had a drive through market where you could order things on the app and then come to the market, pick up your stuff, mm-hmm. and it would be basically contactless. Emily, do you want to talk about what the customer side was like? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I know that it opened a month later. Also, that was mm-hmm. a big, um, a big difference and um, reduced like because we had to have uh, a car in between each stall. We had reduced capacity of vendors because our space is pretty limited. It's in you know two parking lots mm-hmm. on New Hampshire and. Uh, yeah, they had to definitely do that. Uh, from the customer side, no pets. Everybody had to wear masks. Um, we, have, we 
uh, did not allow consumption of food or drink on mm. site, and pretty much just asked people to you know treat it like a grocery store and not treat it like the community space and the event space it normally is in the gathering space. So it was kind of grab your groceries and move along. Uh, so you'd asked about you know what are we going to be continuing this year mm. or changing for this year. This year, we will be doing pretty much a lot of the same things, at least for this first month of April. Um, we've decided to you know, keep up all of our protocols pretty strong, even though I would say a majority of everybody will, will be vaccinated by then. Um, you know, All of our vendors and our staff have already started at least one vaccination, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but we want to, you know, we're going to keep up the masking and hand sanitizer uh, and distancing and unfortunately still keeping up no events or musicians probably <laughs> and <laughs> um, nor eating or drinking on site, unfortunately, at least for this first month. And, and like you said, we'll reevaluate every month. Yeah. And Sophie can talk about the changes that we're having with the vendors. Yeah, so we are allowing vendors, as we've learned that COVID doesn't really necessarily spread as much as we thought on touched surfaces. Mm -hmm. So we're uh, allowing people to go ahead and put out more product and sort of sell things the way that they feel is makes the most sense for them to sell the most product. Uh, and so sort of returning to that more normal looking market at least mm -hmm. and we are also proud that we're following all of the cdc market guidelines that they've laid out so because we we have these really strict rules in place still but that's just because we're still really following the guidelines really well and we'll reevaluate as we as our as our immunity kicks in as the community's immunity is stronger and we, yeah, just basically every month we'll see sort of what we can add or what we can, how else we can change things. Yeah, I guess, that, I mean, it's an interesting, yeah, it's, yeah, for you, you know, being new and new in the positions there and, and you know, it's, it's almost like, yeah, you, you probably have all this energy to do all these things you want to do, but yeah. it's like tying your hands behind your back and saying, <laughs> all right, I know you want to do all these things, but you can't do them quite yet, but They're I guess. not exactly how you want yet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I we, we are building up all these partnerships and, you know, with musicians who want to perform and food trucks who want to come and, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, restaurants are open. Let's bring back the like picnic tables. <laughs> and it's like, okay, calm down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we've been in contact with other markets as well, both in Lawrence and around the area and everybody's doing the same thing. So, and that's kind of, you know, a, a goal of ours is to kind of come across as a cohesive front and just mm -hmm. doing the, the same thing mm -hmm. so that we can all you know thrive together. Yeah. No, and I think, you know, I think you'll see a lot of support on all that. And I mean, it's great to hear. I, I did see, I saw that a lot of the, you know, farmers and vendors and all that were getting vaccinated. So that's, that's awesome. I, yeah. You kind of mentioned it. And I, I was thinking of that last year. It's, it's really tough, but you got, uh, you know, I should have mentioned it earlier, you know, the farmer's market is, you know, at downtown. So like you say, in like the 800 block of New Hampshire street, um, down there and you guys are yeah in that parking lot, um, so yeah, how how's that? I mean, I know it's it's tricky, probably being you know you you're kind of landlocked there between two buildings. But um, has the market always been there, or has that been kind of a? I am not sure when we moved there, but I know that it was in my childhood that it moved from the ten sort of tenth in Vermont. 
okay. parking lot across oh. from the churches and by the um, yeah. like Capital One, Capital Federal, Federal? Bank, yeah. and across from the churches. And it had, I think just at first, the one lot next to the tire store, mm-hmm. and then maybe sort of expanded into that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we moved over over right. there. I'm not sure when that happened, but... But yeah. it's always been downtown. <laughs> it's always we, been downtown. That we know for sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, that's awesome. I know it's, it's kind of changed. I know I, you know, we've moved out here about eight, eight or nine years ago. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, I, I remember, you know, the lofts and all that didn't exist down there at that point. So, you know, the, a lot of that's kind of come in there, but, but it's still, I mean, you, you have a lot, it's, it's really nice and a deep parking lot too. So I know you get, do a good job of, you know, fitting in all those vendors, mm-hmm. um, you know, into the market. How- it's convenient to have it off just just off the alley mm-hmm. as well. So vendors can drive their cars in and then mm-hmm. drive out. And it uh, makes sort of, you know, like that little channel where you can easily access both sides mm-hmm. of the market. Mm-hmm. So how many vendors do you have? I mean, I know I'm sure it changes. So I guess on average. It does change. This year we have over 50 vendors, oh. which mm-hmm. is pretty great because at... Uh, we just with COVID, a lot of people are sort of still in the process of reevaluating if they feel safe to come back, how, you know, there's seed shortages. So if they can get enough products to come back to market, um, yes, we have over 50 vendors. We are receiving new applications, you know, still we take applications throughout the season and we are receiving them currently. We have five new vendors and and a couple that are being processed right now too right? yes wow. yes exciting so once the vendors for the season are chosen um do are they all there like every week i feel like sometimes we've gone you know one week and we see people there and then we come back like the following week and maybe it's not all the same people sort of things do, do they kind of rotate or have like a certain number of weekends per season they, so there's two ways to come to the market and to sell at the market, and that is either um, by sort of reserving for the whole season, and then you get to pick and choose what days you come, but you say ahead of time, yes, please, most weekends or weekdays, um, or you can do sort of a pay-as-you-go and just okay. come to the market when you have the your product ready and mm. just sort of take it week by week. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I guess, yeah, that, you know, usually, yeah, sprint, like right now, you know, it, it's it's a early, early, so yeah, you probably have less vendors that have, you know, who don't have that, you know, the, the infrastructure there to have early product, right? So I guess, yeah, you, you kind of ramps up around some, you know, peak of yeah. summer, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. April is usually people who have had product in storage, um, you know, like meats or maybe eggs that are still produced, um, you know, you know, early on or the different crafts. And so April and November are kind of our extended months. Mm-hmm. And our main market really is that May to October timeframe. And yeah, May is when like all of the produce vendors come in and it just is explosion of mm-hmm. all the vendors. That was kind of something we were wondering is, you know, whenever you go to the market, I mean, there's such a great uh, selection of, of products. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like all of one type of thing. It's like, I don't know, I just feel like there's a great kind of, uh, kind of mix of things. Do you guys factor that in when you're when you're kind of picking which vendors come in and you make sure that there's like a, a nice mix to things or, or is it just kind of work out that way? 
I, I don't feel like I've been here, we've been here that long to necessarily know how that sorting process works, yeah. except that we have been at a board meeting where we have talked about vendors. And so there are vendor guidelines. Um, but as for the variety, mm-hmm. I think that sort of just happens organically. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, people will open whatever type of store, whatever type of stall they see a market for. One of our goals this year is definitely to help fill in some of those gaps that we may see. And since we are so new, we haven't had a chance to really jump on that and mm-hmm. and be so forward thinking with it um, as we get to know everything. Uh, but my role is definitely doing a lot of outreach, and I and, you know my we, my role is the first full time position, so I actually will have the time to be able to search out you know what who is producing what and where how can we get this and maybe even putting money and energy and effort into mm-hmm. getting people to start businesses that we need. You know, it's like we like dairy is usually pretty pretty lacking at yeah. our market. Wow, that's cool. What a great opportunity for you to, you know, kind of create, you know, or help create mm-hmm. something that our market needs to have. That's awesome. For sure. I mean, you know, the people before me saw the need for this and they wrote the grants to be able to to fund this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, people, there was a research study that was done about all of our markets and pretty much kind of what was missing and what needed to be done. And then my position was created off of that. Yeah, because you look at all the moving parts here and it's like, yeah, if you're not doing this full time, it's 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 not just something you can yeah. do on the weekend, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we'll it's just big job. do this. You know, it's like, no, I- it's- I have no idea how this was done, like for a part-time manager throughout the past couple, you know, past however many years, you know. Yeah, no, I can't. I mean, yeah, just reaching out to everyone, you know, just the the, just the actual reaching out, getting getting people, you know, on there. I know we struggle with that just you know doing a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just to get you know. So that's that's I can't imagine just all the different parts in play. So um, no, that's really interesting. Do you know which vendor has been there the longest? I feel like there's some there's staples there that I'm like. Definitely. We don't. So I we haven't asked Avery's Produce exactly how many years they've been there, but it's sort of Avery's and Pendleton's are the most tenured mm-hmm. vendors. And I was on our Facebook the other day just going through our photos, and there's a picture of the of Karen Pendleton with a super like cool retro looking van but it's super retro looking because it's a picture from the mid 90s and they're just out there in the old lot with flowers cut flowers it's really cool so kind of speaking of um you know there's lots of different variety um that you can find as far as products go at the farmer's market which we've been kind of talking about vaguely but um maybe talk a little bit about what sort of things people can find there. I know you just mentioned cut flowers and we talked about hot food a little bit. What other stuff can people find? So there's all types of produce, both fruits um, from orchards and from, you know, like berries from berry bushes and all sorts of vegetables. We also, there's also meat, eggs, baked goods, honey, wine, kombucha, coffee, Tinctures and teas, live plants, cut flowers, soaps, lotions, wooden utensils and cutting boards, all sorts of artisan craft things. Um, And what is super cool is one of the qualifications to be a vendor at our market is we're a producer only market. So all of the things are 
either um, made or grown or cultivated within 50 miles of downtown Lawrence by our vendors. Oh, wow. That's mm. awesome. So, super cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. It keeps it, keeps it local. Super local, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's it take to become a vendor? You, you kind of touched on it earlier, too. I was curious, that, you know, is it... um. Is there, there must, yeah, it must have been like an application process, right? But like, what's it, um, what's yes. that review look like? Yeah. So there's an application on our website and it asks the general, you know, like, who are you? What are you selling? Mm-hmm. And to provide information about where your inputs come from and to make sure we have to make sure that they, all of our vendors have the correct tax IDs and licenses that they need. We make sure that they're insured. And then once people who are applying send their applications to us, then the whole board reviews the applications and makes a decision. That's awesome. And I saw, I, I saw you know, or looking up some stuff, I, I really interesting. I, I really like the way the, like the, well, first of all, the farmer's market is a nonprofit, right? Um, yes. And so I really liked, uh, it, it was really cool that the uh, board is, you know, it's kind of a cool mix of all these different you know, people, you know, it's vendors, it's community members. So you want to talk a little bit about that? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, we have. So our board consists of six uh, vendor members and then up to three community members. And so currently we have three community members. And then there's three non-voting people, which is our staff. So it's Sophie, me, and then our uh, financial officer is also part-time staff as well. And Mm -hmm. so we meet uh, every month and currently on Zoom. (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah no it's it's been it's been really great uh and it's it's you know it's, everybody's a volunteer there besides a staff paid staff and they work really hard you know they've kept this market for sure running you know with that part-time market manager over the years and i'm happy to take away you know some of their their yeah. uh many hours that they put into <laughs> it oh, that's really awesome it's cool to see everyone come together too and you know it's like yeah it's interesting Interesting to see uh, the, the, you know, everyone having an input there and just, you know, how, how communal I, guess, I think the whole process is, which is what, you know, what I love about the farmer's market in general is just that you're getting to interact with the farmers, you're, you're at the, you know, in pre-COVID times, you know, you can listen to music and eat food and, and just, and just chat people up. So I think that's really, that's really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it feels like it's close. It feels like it's close. Um, and speaking of that, you kind of mentioned, you know, you know, just to fantasize a little bit more, the uh, uh, musicians uh, that you guys bring in there, because I think that's really cool is that, you know, normal times you have musicians there. Um, you said, how, how does that get chosen? And I guess uh, maybe you don't necessarily have the history there, but... Um, Kind of, you said you're doing some out- outreach to musicians, and the history that I know of has been very loose. From <laughs> what my understanding is, Sophie might have a different take on this, but my understanding is that it's usually just community members who come to us and want to perform, and then they perform for tips at the market, and mm. that's kind of just. I think there's they have there's an application process, and then they just it's decided on by the market manager. I I think that's basically it. Yeah, the so there is, there for sure is an application process. There's an application on our website. We only accept acoustic music because we start early in the morning and are between those two apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. And we, like after that, it's pretty much as long as you're family friendly, mm-hmm. 
yeah, we welcome all sorts of new types of music mm-hmm. and bands or solo players or, you know, there's been harps at the market and cellists and fiddles and guitars and washboards and mm-hmm. banjos and stuff. It's Yeah. There's some cool yeah. fam- family bands too that mm-hmm. seem to come through. I've seen them before. Yeah, it's, it's pretty really, fun. Really fun. Mm-hmm. Just really adds to the whole vibe <laughs> of the farmer's market. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, we mentioned you're a nonprofit, but it, so I think as a result, I mean, you guys, there's a lot of cool uh, benefits that the, mar- the market supports, which I think the biggest one we really want to touch on was the Double Up Food Bucks program. Um, you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Because I just think that's really cool. Yes. So we... The Double Up Food Bucks program, we were actually a market in the pilot study of the whole program back in 2014 Mm -hmm. when the state of Kansas was looking at implementing this. And then in 2015, we did implement it. And so people who receive SNAP benefits, which are Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program benefits, which are funded by the federal government, can swipe their cards, their EBT cards, which are like credit cards or debit cards, and up to $25 get $25 worth of tokens. This year, we're hoping to start a volunteer program that will include a market ambassador program to teach people how to use this card and and use the market a little bit because it can be a bit of a cultural difference from a grocery store. Mm -hmm. So ideally, if you need help with that, you can come to the market and there will be a volunteer that can help, you know, show you how this works. So Mm -hmm. some people don't always carry cash. I have not had cash in, (laughs) I don't know how many, I don't know how long I have not had like actual cash. So coming to the market, you can bring your credit card, you can bring your debit card, or you can bring your SNAP EBT card. You come to the market info booth, you swipe your card. And like Sophie said, you get that initial $25 wooden tokens. And then when you have SNAP, you have an extra $25 tokens. And they're they're different in what you can spend them on, though. So the, the extra, the Double Up Food Bucks program, you can only spend that on fresh fruits and vegetables. Your SNAP tokens can be used for anything. Um, and the coolest thing is we are receiving a grant with the K-State Extension Office to uh, triple up food bucks later this summer. Wow. So you can come to the market up to $25 worth. You swipe your card and you get $75 worth of food wow. at the market. That is amazing. Yeah. So that, you know, that we're still working on getting the funding for that. Uh, I think it's like July or August when that will come through. And so we'll promote that when that comes through. Well, that's peak produce time anyway. So yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. But yeah, we, I mean, being a nonprofit, we definitely, you know, we, most people don't know that we are a nonprofit. And that's another part of our mission this year Mm -hmm. is to get the word out that we are a 501c3 and, you know, our funding doesn't come from the city. Our funding comes from donors and sponsors. And so Sophie put a donation button on our website, which is honestly just like a little thing, but it's also a really big thing. Mm -hmm. And we are already getting donations coming in from the public, which will fund some really cool programs that are coming up this year. And it's, I think it's gonna be really exciting. Oh, that's amazing. Are there um, any plans in the works to work with um, like Just Food or like LMH or Heartland or any places like that to kind of connect all that together? So we we have already a partnership with Just Foods and uh, the Extension Master Gardeners have a committee that's a food 
Waste Committee. I'm actually not sure the name of that one. They have a committee where they come to the market and they take any leftover produce at the end of the market and bring it to Just Foods and weigh it already. So that's already a wonderful partnership we have in place. Yeah. We're currently working on another partnership with Just Foods to see if get, we can get their cruising cupboard, which is their mobile food pantry, mm-hmm. to be at the market as well on that Saturday. Um, it would be really huge for food insecure people and families. Uh, it's it, There's a couple logistics that we're still working through um, with them, just the size of the vehicle and the hours of the market and mm-hmm. what they stock and everything like that. But it, it could be a really amazing resource. Um, other partnerships we have, there's a lot already in the works and it's yeah. really wonderful. Uh, United Way, uh, we're going to be working with them for a Earth Day event with having kids uh, work on kid activity kits. So we are starting a kid program at the market and it's going to be really small to start off with as we you know, start to ramp things up and that'll just be a little scavenger hunt for kids to do. And then once they finish that, they can come pick up like a little sticker or a, uh, an eraser and eventually working up to take home, you know, science food-based activity kits. And so for Earth Day, we'll launch that in partnership with United Way. Right now, I because they're just so new, I think there's so many, we've got mm-hmm. so many things. Emily has like 500 meetings a day. <laughs> and um, they're just all to create this, yeah, super awesome cohesive web of Lawrence community organizations and partnerships with the market. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we have, I mean, we have a Tuesday market that we're working on building up as well and uh if we can get it you know large enough to have uh food waste at the end of that we'll also either have just foods or sunrise pick up um that for them but we are we just created uh a new sponsorship program uh for BIPOC new vendors and so to be able to afford uh vending with us so we currently have one person in the works of applying for their vending spot for Tuesday and we have funding for a second as well. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I just sent out a bunch of emails to different organizations to say, to try to find another vendor. Um, and that which which should be awesome. So how do you support that? How would you support that through that donate button or? or So yeah, we're still, we're still figuring that exact part out, um, with the donate button, but we'll have a, a drop down available probably is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So you can do support the market in general, support the holiday market or mm-hmm. support uh, the BIPOC sponsorship. And well, we may, we'll, maybe we'll have to start just divvying it out for all different programs. Mm-hmm. We're not really sure how mm-hmm. we're going to do that. Um, we want to have chef demonstrations at the market. Mm-hmm. That'd be so cool. We can we cannot have them currently, yeah. so we're going to be doing promotional videos uh, before the market, uh, before the Saturday market. So a chef will have a budget that they will spend at the market, and then they'll create a recipe to showcase of things that are going to be available at that market that Saturday. So that's going to be involving lots of different community members, whether that's uh, Amber Brown from Amber Scullery. Or the cooks from Food Not Bombs, or the cooks from Veggie Lunch, uh, mm-hmm. etc. And we'll just be a lot of different people coming in and doing a creative thing with that. 
Wow, that sounds amazing. That's exactly the kind of thing that we would love, you know, watching a video like that and being like, all right, now we're going to do it, you know, yeah. go get our stuff. And, and yeah, and I think it's really good, too, to help educate people, you know, everyone on, you know, just ways to cook. And, and I, I think, yeah, I mean, I know, you know, especially chefs and train trained cooks like that, you know, they have they have a good mindset of like, you know, no, you know, to how to make something really good with very little with what you have yeah. <laughs> or, you know with, with what you have or yeah. not you know you don't have to spend a hundred dollars at a market to have good have a good meal you know mm-hmm. you can uh, i think but it's, it's it is a little savviness to know what what you should buy and all that so that's a that's a cool idea i really like that yeah i'm really excited for it and i think i think what i'm also really excited for is having such a wide variety of chefs come in. So people Mm -hmm. who, you know, are cooking for food, not bombs, they're cooking for 100, 200 people at a time in as little money as possible. And then having, you know, maybe a higher end chef come in and cook something that's going to be a little more flair and fancy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just the variety of that, I think is going to be really cool. There's definitely a plenty of, plenty of uh, good chefs and restaurants here in town. That's right. And, 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 just seeing, I mean, that's something too. I mean, not, I've just seen that recently too, just all the, you know, especially with all the vaccination rollouts, like it's cool seeing all the, you know, the, the restaurants and stuff su- supporting f- meals to the volunteers there. And it's just like, wow, it's, you, you can really see how, yeah, I could see how you could eat, you know, you probably have a lot, a lot of options on your hands, right. To, to find people that want to get involved. I mean, that community part of Lawrence is exactly what you know, drew me back and will keep me here for sure. You know, Mm -hmm. seeing how Lawrence really came together as a community during COVID just made me re-fall in love with it so hard and was Mm -hmm. like, yes, this is where I want to be and I want to be a part of this place. So one thing you mentioned there that too, I want to talk about, you know, a lot most people know that the Saturday market, you know, is on, uh, you know, is downtown there. But so for the Tuesday market, I know that's moved around a a few different places in the past couple of years. So where will it be this year? This year, it will be in the northwest corner of South Park between 4 and 6 p.m. I like having that option there. We live close to South Park. So. Yeah, very convenient for <laughs> very us. Convenient. Yeah, especially right at the end of the workday, too. So yeah. yeah, pop on over. There'll be, I think, I believe there was a wine place there. There's a wine vendor there. So, yeah, right after Sounds work. great. That's Happy good. hour. Well, what, when's the opening day for that mark that that one? Ooh. May fourth. Oh, and I want to make sure we talk about. I know we touched on it briefly, but the the holiday market is always something you know so fun. I love when you know it comes to be that time in December when you're like, oh yeah, it's been you know like a month without the farmers market, so time for the holiday market. So it's always a nice place to you know kind of see you know what's out there and do some Christmas shopping. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that. Has that been around about as long as the regular Saturday market or is it newer? It's a little newer. Yeah. So it started around 30 years ago and we do get, yeah, a really diverse, uh, vendor, vendor base. Yeah. There's a lot of different vendors at the holiday market than to the regular market because the application system is a little bit different, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's it's so well received by mm-hmm. the community and vendors love it. And I think one of the things that we've really learned going on all these farm tours and vendor visits is that people, vendors love talking about what they do. And, you know, having that month off from the market, they it seems like, and especially with this past year in COVID, they've really missed speaking to people and explaining what they do and mm-hmm. showing them like 
these are the goods that I've been producing for you and they're so awesome and I'm so proud to show them off. Mm -hmm. And that, so that community aspect is really highlighted, I think, also in, in the holiday market. Yeah, and you really, it's cool to see, you know, it's a, it is, like you said, it's a little different just because, I mean, obviously the, the, you know, in the winter you're not getting a lot of fresh produce and all that stuff. So it really focuses, the market really gets on a lot more like prepared baked goods and, you know, handcrafted, Crafts, yeah. cra handcrafted stuff. And I just, yeah, it's really, really cool. And it's usually huge too. I'm always, I was shocked when I first, we first went to Oh my it. gosh. Yeah. It was almost like overwhelming <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, but yeah. Really. It's really a lot of people packed into that space. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah th that, that'll be interesting getting used to after COVID. After COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> gonna, like, is this possible? Can you do this? That is one thing that we would love to do. You know, we've talked about the various lots that the farmer's market has moved around to and the holiday market is at like the holodome and we eventually are looking into in our long-term planning committee finding a permanent home for the market hopefully downtown potentially with some sort of pavilion or covered covered roof mm. um but we it, once we get past this year we will look forward to planning that um, more too. Exciting. Oh, that, yeah, that'd be super exciting. I know that's why I, I can imagine. Um, yeah, especially having something covered and all that. Cause I know I'm, I'm sure the, I know the rainy, rainy Saturdays and the super hot summer days <laughs> oh, are yeah. probably brutal, no, brutal for, for vendors, everyone. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shade, the shade would be amazing and, you know, bathrooms and a yeah. cooking area and, a, you know, performance area. Mm. and more parking yeah <laughs> we do get all of that done though in our current space like yeah, we're out yeah. there oh, yeah. in all weather pretty much in all the seasons all the hot cold rainy mm -hmm. um and we do have a you know in not covid times a sampling cart so we have had chef demos and mm. we are even as we transition to this like you know post-covid eventually Mm -hmm. um, space, even if we didn't immediately find a place that we wanted to be right away, we do have the setup for really settling into our current lot. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, really the, the current lot is, is, I mean, it's just so, I love the way you can navigate it. You kind of have a good, good it has good a good flow. flow. Yeah. It has a good flow. You can kind of do a nice little walk around. So, but that's great. But no, be, uh, we're excited to see that. That'll be, I would say like, that's quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll keep our eyes open for spots. We'll yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We'll yeah, take right. all the community <laughs> input yeah. on uh, where where you want the market to be. What's something that you guys personally look forward to at the farmer's market every year, whether it's an experience or a certain you know time of year when a certain produce is available? What do you like the most? Um, <laughs> so even though that's just like a super short season, Morel mushrooms are always in like Ooh. such high demand and they're delicious as well as asparagus also like a pretty short season mm. and generally pretty high demand. So yeah, mm. those are really good. Yeah, also nice. tomato season. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> there's just nothing better than a Kansas farmer, Lawrence farmer's market tomato. Mm -hmm. True. I would say sweet corn, uh, just cause that's something I personally don't grow myself. You know, like I, I'll grow tomatoes. I'll still buy tomatoes, but I, yeah, I can grow tomatoes. Uh, so like berries, sweet corn, and eggs. Like I'm always going to buy eggs mm. every time I go to the market. Yeah. It's no matter what. Strawberries and, are always a hit, right? Ooh, like, yeah. They go fast. 
They go fast. I yeah. feel like we're never fast enough. No, we are not early farmer's market people. We roll in at like 10 and yeah. strawberries are gone by then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I never have been an early farmer's market person. I, I now will be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we will be there early. That's a perk, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've heard that the Pendletons have a, you know, like a wait list for morel mushrooms. Uh, my parents wow. were telling me about this and they were like, yeah, we're on it. We must not be very high up. We never get called. <laughs> so, wow. Oh, my gosh. Who knew? Yeah. I, I yeah. Knew. It's like, I don't know how many years of, of wait list there. <laughs> wow. Very exclusive. That's very cool. Yeah, I've heard. I, you know, I, I actually, I don't think I've ever tried a morel mushroom, but uh, no. um, yeah. I, I want to. And I want to actually learn how to. You know, a lot of people get really into the foraging of it. And I'm like, that'd be kind of a... It's very fun. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like you, you got to get in there because like you said, I think it's very... People don't like to give yeah, up their like spots. they're like secretive so. about it. Yeah. It's very true. Mm-hmm. My, I took my mom out last year. It was like this, you know, the start of COVID. And she was trying to be really cautious. And she got very discouraged very easily because mm-hmm. we didn't find them the two times we went. And I was like, well, we just got to keep going. We don't know the spots. We just have to find the spot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once you know, don't tell anyone else because it'll be your spot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, What's your guys' favorite thing from the market? Um, I think I'm with you on corn. I think that's always yeah. – I always love uh, just like peak peak corn season. Uh, yeah, we just – we love that. Um I mean, ultimately, always getting coffee from repetition. Yeah, always coffee. Mm. Usually, we'll get something. I mean, like, we'll make, like, a morning out of it. You know, we'll get coffee. We'll get, like, Mm. um, those little um, hand pies Mm. from Torch Goodness. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually, yeah, I'm a big fan of the nice big tomatoes. We grow tomatoes, but um, they're never as good as when someone else grows them. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, I don't know. I'm boring, but I like buying like big local zucchinis there. I don't know because mm-hmm. our zucchinis have never worked out in the garden. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah. There's just so much. I'm excited to fully get out there, get and, like interact there. with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds great. <laughs> we'll be there on April 10th. So. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are feeling like that. Mm-hmm. Just you know, like I was saying earlier with the farmers, and just people are so excited to come outside again and yeah. hang out and be part of this space where you learn so much and exchange ideas and meet new people with similar values about food and community and musicians and it's a place for people of all ages and abilities and it's Mm -hmm. just yeah such an important part in in the community i think everyone is super looking forward to get getting back to it yes yeah we certainly are yeah i think it'll be an interesting kind of um, a social experiment to see like you know the fact that everyone's been kind of so forced to be so part like what it's going to be like to come to get you know will it be a bigger like reception of everyone coming together or i don't know i'm just kind of intrigued to see how it goes how it, yeah just because i think too you know i think a lot of people noticed you know when there were a lot of food shortages you know when you know the supply chains kind of got disrupted last year i mean i think we really saw a lot of the local farmers kind of and you know ways of getting produce locally it was like that was a huge uh a huge thing last year I, we noticed so it was like yeah well, more people recognize that and mm-hmm. and see that now mm-hmm. and and yeah i don't know it'll be interesting yeah the market is super unique and that it is a place that connects literally the supply right there with the demand mm-hmm. and oh yeah and the supply and the demand get to talk about what they supply and what they demand. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like a pretty clinical way of thinking of it. 
and I studied economics, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. But it is so cool that you get to like yeah. talk to your supplier about what they're supplying you. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, another question we'd like to ask, uh, just with COVID and all that, what are both of your favorite takeout orders uh, in town? Where, where are your go-to spots? Uh, I'm obsessed with Big Mill Pizza mm. right now. Mm. Like, yeah. full-on obsessed with it. The sweet potato bacon with like sauerkraut on it is so weird and so great and it feels like you're eating really healthy and Mm -hmm. it's full on pizza (laughs) so them the merchants when they were doing like the big family meals especially at the beginning of covid Mm -hmm. i like my family got those constantly and then leeway franks like yes they uh they started doing a chopped cheese yes and then you could do a chopped cheese on tots Mm. Also the chopped tots. And so I just moved from Brooklyn where I was for five years. So bodega chopped cheese is my jams. <laughs> they also, Big Mill does Detroit style pizza. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, super exciting. And we don't, it's totally like, I don't know where else in town has Detroit style pizza. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know super. if there is any other place. I've never had it before. We went to Big Mill. It's like really good. Yeah, I like yeah. that thicker crust. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like focaccia. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that crispy edge mm. is so, yeah, good. so good. I ate it this morning. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last, last night and this morning. Yeah, it's true. It makes good leftovers. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Sophie? So now that it's gotten hotter mm. out, we've been getting Zen Zero for the spring roll salad. Mm. It is so good. And the just dressing on it is delicious. And it's just all the right crunchy and salty and hot mm. and cold. And then... This winter, we got a lot of biscuits and gravy from Wheatfields um, mm. and would just go biscuits and gravy. They have a really good, I really like their breakfast burritos also, and then pick up whatever bread or, you know, fun pastries if you're feeling extra like gray and wintry or mm-hmm. if you're feeling extra springtimey and you want to have like a cookie in the park or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah I've been really wanting to try ramen bowls. Uh newest noodle that they they like sourced Ooh. this like heritage seed mm-hmm. right I like saw wheat, wheat grain and that they like then made noodles like i was thinking about it today and i was like oh it's too hot i don't want ramen but yep. i've been like i maybe not this weekend it's gonna get yeah, cold rainy. and rainy again mm-hmm. hopefully they still have it because i really want to try those those awesome noodles yeah, grown in kansas Yes, definitely mm-hmm. on our radar. Yeah, it's really cool. And they've been doing some really cool stuff too with uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, like uh, pantry like stuff, you know, stuff that they're creating, like season uh, seasonings and, and things like that as and well. And like meal kits too. Meal kits, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. You can find mm-hmm. them in Checkers and I think Hy-Vee as well, which is... Oh, that's great. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, if you go if you go there, it's I think it's really cool to see how some of these businesses have kind of found a another venue or whatever a little pivot yeah Yeah. a little pivot there to sell Mm -hmm. you know their their goods but yeah no it's a yeah if you go to the market too they uh stores they have them as well another place that i'd mention just because emily and i just had it was the cellar door next to the new silas and maddie's yeah we just got Mm -hmm. some really good financiers from there oh my god those are our favorite yes yeah we discovered those uh a few months ago and that was uh dangerous yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's very close to our house yeah um it's a real problem yeah yeah Yeah, they're they're good and they keep coming out with new like uh yeah the new icings on them and all that so it really Mm -hmm. keeps changing yeah oh my god well now i have to try that one (laughs) yeah so oh man now i'm hungry i'm excited Uh, i'm excited for warm weather and less covid yeah. I mean, shopping outside is, is going to be one of the safest options, yep. you know, for your grocery option, mm-hmm. you know, so we like to say 
shop outside, shop local, shop safe. Mm-hmm. Love it. So really, yeah, that's a great segue into really just make sure that everyone knows. So right April 10th is the first day of the Saturday market at 7.30 to 11.30. So make sure, you know, really, really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us. We're, we're so excited. Um, uh, yeah, really excited to, to get out there and, and get shopping on, and seeing all the produce and yeah, so right there, uh, 824 New Hampshire, I think, is technically the address, right? So, mm. Yep. Um, yeah, and then check out the Tuesday market, you said, May 4th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 4 to 6. And 4 to 6 p.m., yeah. So anyway, so yeah, uh, thanks again for you two for talking with us. Sure thing. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Lawrence Fork in Kansas. We had a great time chatting with Sophie Tate and Emily Lyson from the Lawrence Farmer's Market. If you're able to support the local food and business scene during these times, uh, we really encourage you to do so. I mean, there's so many options out there, as we learned about in this episode. You know, coming April 10th, you can check out the Lawrence Farmer's Market, which is doing bringing in a bunch of great vendors and having a bunch of great goods. But there's other ways to do it, too. There's businesses out there, restaurants, um, all of them doing great forms of takeout, delivery, curbside pickup, um, uh, just just so many options. Um, and then if you uh, do want to donate to the Lawrence Hospitality Workers Relief Fund, which has been doing great work to uh, bring support to hospitality workers, uh, there is a link in our episode description. And as they talked about in the episode today, uh, you know, Lawrence Farmers Market is also a nonprofit. So uh, please feel uh, take a look at our episode description. We've also included a link there to their donate page um, because they're doing a, have a lot of cool things planned um, and any community support w- would be great to get these things jump started. So um, yeah, definitely check that out as well. Another thing that you can do to help spread the word about what's going on in the Lawrence food community is to please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating that will help other people find us. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Lawrence Forking Kansas, Instagram at Lawrence Forking Kansas, and Twitter at Lawrence Forking. Uh, so really just feel free to find our pages, like us, uh, subscribe, and we really love hearing from everyone. So if you have comments or um, you know any, any suggestions of places you want to hear from, just uh, drop us a note and we'd love to hear from you. And if you're a restaurant or a food business owner here in town and you're interested in coming on the show, please just go ahead and reach out on social media or you can send us an email at lawrenceforkingkansas at gmail.com and let us know. We are always looking for new people to talk to and would love to have you on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.